Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Of course, we are live on WTIC's Facebook page. I was on with Joe and Ray, and he asked if I gave you a disclaimer. Yes, we do have faces for radio. Uh, but we are there uh, on WTIC's Facebook page if you'd like to check out our live stream. It's a big pain in the hiney to get rolling, trust me, but it is up there and running. And uh, feel free to join us, and uh, you can feel free to ask questions. We can see your comments as they're there. We'll do our best to try to answer those if we can um, while we're online. And as always, usual and customary, we have some technology news. This one uh, was pretty interesting that I found on my, my favorite uh, English tech blog, uh, The Register. Ex-director cops community service after 5,000 file deletion spree on company Dropbox. Yes, folks, the cloud, the area where she put all her data for the company. And then what did she do? Deleted it. Yes, I know you thought the cloud backed up your data, but it does not. A woman who deleted 5,000 files from her former company's Dropbox has been punished with community service, even though the business allegedly collapsed after her file sharing spree. So basically, it cost the company $100,000. She permanently deleted the files off a of Dropbox. So those of you out there who think your stuff's being backed up because it's on the cloud, realize it's just on somebody else's servers. They don't have any responsibility, right? So you need to make sure you keep that in mind when you are putting data out on the cloud. You need to pay for services that will also uh, back up the data. And I just noticed that Bob is blocked by the monitor on our Facebook live stream. <laughs> I gotta move the monitor. I must have gotten relocated, Bob. Sorry. <laughs> it's not your monitor, it's that one. Um, so I'm gonna fix that as well. But keep that in mind. When you are doing anything on the cloud, don't assume it's being backed up. We have services to back up our customers, our clients, Office 365 accounts. Why? Because same thing can happen. Um, there are services out there, though, that'll only back up certain aspects of 365. So if you have a backup system, you're like, oh, Eric, I'm all set. I'm backing up my stuff. Well, be careful. If it's like two bucks a month to back up your 365, they're only backing up your email. 
maybe. And most 365 users use more than just that. They have their documents out there on a drive. They have all sorts of things out there on SharePoint. If that's not part of a backup scheme, you could lose it. So keep that in mind. Bob, what other uh, things you want to bring up? I'm going to move the monitor while you start talking, okay? Okay. All right. Well, Honeywell says it's got the fastest quantum computer on the planet for now. This is a CNET article. Honeywell is the com uh, quantum computing champ. On Thursday, Honeywell said it bo uh, boosted the performance of its quantum computer enough to beat that of IBM's by one closely watched measure. The achievement gives Honeywell's machine the title of world's fastest quantum computer. What are they using it for? Do they tell you at all? It does. It says, uh, let me see here. It's uh, increasing its quantum computer computing power by a factor of 10 every year. Yeah. And uh, quantum computing relies on weird rules of atomic scale physics to solve problems that are practically impossible for ordinary classical computers. All right. At least that's, that's the promise. So mm -hmm. far, quantum computers are most finicky research projects only outperforming classical computers in one narrow quantum supremacy test at Google. Interesting. But as researchers add more qubits, that's their measure of performance. Uh, Not Qbert. Performance. Not Qbert. Qubits. Qubert right. was a great uh, game when I was a kid. You remember Qbert well, hopping up and down on those guys? I think they used qubits as a uh, form of uh, money in uh, uh, oh, what was Blade Runner or something like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was... Uh, Oh, where were they? We're going to uh, go to another planet. I forget. Oh, it'll come Cubits. to me Cubits. when I'm not thinking about That's it. That's all right. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but so uh, anyway, uh, as researchers add more qubits <laughs> and learn to protect them from disturbances that derail calculations, yeah. expect quantum computers to become more powerful. Very good. Tasks they're expected to do well include optimizing financial portfolios, machine learning, and designing new materials like sol solar panels or batteries. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a question for you guys out there. Um, does your arm hurt? How about your wrist? How's your neck doing? Um, a lot of us have been chucked back into our homes to actually operate and work, right? So we're all working from home. We're doing the Zoom. We're, we're doing all this remote work. Our companies have said, you know, get out of the office. It's not, they're nowhere near as safe as Target and Lowe's in the, in the liquor stores, so we have to go and work from home. And as we're doing this, we're finding ourselves working from kitchen tables. You know, that's a different height than your, your office uh, table. You're working in, in, on your lap. I saw, only reason this even came to mind is I saw my local weatherman doing his broadcast from his patio, and I could see his knees because he had shorts on. I'm thinking, man, that looks really uncomfortable. And, of course, my wife's been complaining too. I mean, you're looking at wrists, you're looking at arms and necks and stuff like that. When you were in the office environment, your company's cared. You know, you could call up and talk to the company. I mean, here at Tab, I've got a great sit-stand station. I stand all day. Uh, when I'm working, except for when I eat my lunch. Uh, but um, when you're at home, it's a very uncomfortable situation for a lot of people. And I have a strong suspicion that, yes, work from home is wonderful, but you're going to have some serious workman comp issues coming down the line because there's some very uncomfortable folks out there contorting themselves with their keyboards and their mice working from home. And I think companies who think they're going to be able to kind of wash their hands of, well, you're working from home, it's not our problem. Well, no, you sent them home. Uh, because you couldn't be as safe as Target, Lowe's, and the liquor store. Uh, 
<laughs> so if you're going to do that, uh, you probably have to consider that the workman's comp attorneys are going to start making some money um, unless you consider how you're going to help your folks that are working from home. Now, I'm not suggesting you have to buy them some sort of special special uh, desk, but then again, maybe you have to. I don't know. Um, depends on how many people complain about this issue. Uh, I just think it's something we ought to be aware of um, as more and more of us work from home and these big companies don't have the uh, ergonomics crews to run out there and, hey, how can I you know, measure your desk? How can I help you? How can I make you be more comfortable? Which they used to do when you were in these companies. Well, just wait for the lawsuits to come along, and then things will change. I know. So <laughs> I just think, you know, there's some pluses, of course, to working from home, but you got to also figure out how you're going to, you know, be more comfortable and healthy. And you got to get up and down. The weird thing I found myself when I'm working at home is I, I don't move as much, right? Because there's no buddy to collaborate with. I mean, my wife's in, right in front of me working on, from home, so I can collaborate with her, but she doesn't work for the same company, so it's not hard to collaborate there. But you would, I would find myself getting up and chatting with my colleagues when I'm here in the office when they were here. They're not. So you don't move. You just sit there for hours and hours, and then your smartwatch keeps telling you, you really got to get going. You got to move. You got to stand up over and over again, and, and people aren't. So We'll see what happens with this, but I just figured I'd bring it up. And if you want to talk about it during your calls today at computertalkwithtab.com, if you're working from home, are you experiencing some of the aches and pains of, of a non-ergonomic environment? You know, working on, at your kitchen table is probably not at a healthy height. My wife complains that most of these Zoom, made, Zoom meetings go a lot longer than what they uh, claim they were supposed to go uh, mm. originally planned. So that's another thing because that kind of ties you to your seat. Oh, you're focused. We had, I was on with Ray and, and Joe on, I think, Thursday. I don't remember what morning. Uh, maybe it was Wednesday morning. But they were asking about Zoom. And there's a big issue with Zoom fatigue. You know, you're focused on, that, on your camera because you don't know of the folks in the meeting who's looking at you. Are you looking at them? Are they looking at you? And how are you looking? So you have to – you can't be like in a meeting and kind of not always be on. You have to constantly be on because someone's looking at you. And uh, – and, there, and there's an issue, there's a thing out there called Zoom fatigue. Yeah, and the other thing is with these uh, Zoom classes or whatever uh, media that you're using to do the, the uh, distance learning, Yeah. Uh, a lot of teachers haven't been trained properly how to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know of a school where more than half of the teachers have quit because wow. they can't manage their classroom, number one, mm -hmm. and number two, yeah, in order to run a, an effective distance class, mm -hmm. you have to be as much an entertainer as you are a teacher. Right. Little has got to be much harder when you're doing it remotely than versus there. Right. I uh, I couldn't even imagine how hard t the job of teaching so has become. I don't think all the elements that's involved in distance learning has been uh, winnowed out yet. Oh, no. So no. I think there'll be some um, issues going forward into the next year if right. they continue this social distancing. So just interested about your, you know, how you, if you're working from home, are you experiencing some of the aches and pains of a non-ergonomic environment? Uh, what else you got, Bob? Anything else you want to bring up before we go to a break real quick? Yeah, this is a, a quick article. Uh, it's uh, technology references because it was, on, it was a made into a movie by, on Netflix. Uh -huh. So uh, there was this guy man, named Christopher McCandles who died at age 24. Mm -hmm. He sold everything he owned, and he went on a trek across the country. So they made it into a movie. It was on Netflix. Right. It was a book that was published in 1996. Right. So anyway, what he did, he sold everything, went across the country. The movie, I thought, was absolutely great. 
Okay. And uh, he ended up being in Alaska, and he found this bus out in the woods that used to be on a road that was trapped there. And the bus uh, was made in 1946, so I'm thinking it was probably left there in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he stayed it there, and the weather changed, and he got trapped, and he had a book because they didn't have the Internet back then. Of course, it wouldn't have been up there anyway. In 96? They had the Internet. Not up in the middle no, of Alaska. No, not there, but I we had the Internet. Have it up, anyway, but the point is, is that... <laughs> He got uh, trapped there for 100 days, and he starved to death, and he died. So after the book and the movie, people from all over the world were going up to visit this bus. Thanks to the Internet and the book and everything. Yeah, the Internet probably was part of that. And then uh, they had to go in and rescue a lot of people, and I guess one lady died from a foreign country. But the point is is that they just uh, used a Chinook 47, CH-47 helicopter and removed the bus because it was a hazard. They're going to put it in some unknown location until they figure out what to do with it. Scrap it. But, you know, well, somebody will buy it. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) So anyway, I thought it was an interesting article. and uh, We'll put a link up there for you. We'll put a link up there for you. All right, guys, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to stick around and get online over at the Facebook live stream. We are live over there at WTIC's Facebook page, and, of course, we'll be here live until 11. 1-800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. That's right. Our producer, Joe, I remember. He's a trumpet player. Good stuff, Joe. Uh, we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and uh, we'll be here until 11 o'clock. Lines are wide open. I know it's a gorgeous Saturday morning here in Connecticut. It's a rare thing. Uh, we stick around here in Connecticut for, what, the seven or eight good days we have here. Um, but it is uh, a beautiful day here. But if you want to get online, I do have a question. You know, The big question is, look, ergonomically, you're working from home because uh, uh, the businesses that you used to work for think, you know, they're not as safe as the Home Depot, Lowe's, or the liquor store. So you're working from home, and your arm is killing you. Your neck is killing you. Your wrist is killing you uh, because you're not sitting in an ergonomic position. Um, you know, are you feeling these types of issues? And if you are, have you re- reached out to your, your uh, businesses to ask them if they're going to assist in some way? I'm not saying I have all the any of the answers, because we're going to try to have a, a couple guests on about this in future shows. But I think it's an issue. Um, because ergonomics has been an issue ever since the computer was invented, um, and uh, it's it's been a problem, and businesses have been trying to address it for folks. And uh, what are you going to do? You're you're looking at um, all sorts of different configurations now, and how do you how do you respond as a business? You want to take care of your employees, but I don't think you can all buy them sit stand stations. You have, you have an article. There? I have an article from the Wall Street Journal. Working from home is taking a toll on our backs and necks. Ah, you see. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't the first one to. Well, of course uh, not. Notice no. that, or maybe yeah. Well, the only time I'm the first one is anytime I want to provide a, a customer with a new technology. Seems that our company always is the first. Uh, but now, yeah, see, even the Wall Street Journal has got a, an article about this. I mean, it's going to be an issue. It's got to be an issue because too many of us are all working from home now, and it's nowhere near. Uh, as comfortable. Oh my gosh, the guy's picture is him sitting in the. It's exactly where I saw the weather guy. <laughs> I mean, it was he was out in his patio, and literally, I'm looking at his knees, his, his knobby knees, because he was wearing shorts. I mean, hey, you know what? More power to you. I guess. I guess. I mean, heck, I I shaved and I put a shirt on here, but uh, he was out there in his shorts and he's got his laptop on his uh, on his on his lap, and I'm like, man, that can't be comfortable. Uh, it's not. I mean, a laptop technically isn't comfortable on your lap. I don't know about you, Bob, but I can't use a laptop for very long on my lap. 
I know no. it's called a laptop, but thankfully I can still put it on my lap. My belly is not going to knock it off or anything <laughs> yet, but uh, it's not comfortable. No, you're right. right. I, I, before I'll put it on my lap. Well, I put it on my lap for a little bit, but then usually I end up putting it on the floor. So, on the floor? Oh, yeah. That can't be easy. Well, so yeah. what, are you lying flat on the floor using your... No, I'll are be you, on, Are you Indian? I'll be on my hands and knees. Sometimes I'm squatting. I mean... Just to get a comfortable position? Well, you know, when you're a road tech... Oh, you know, well, yeah, yeah, People yeah, don't yeah. give you space. space a lot of them work. won't even clear their desks off in order for, <laughs> for you to be able to put a new PC in. <laughs> and they don't clean the food out from under their oh, desks either. That's a different problem. I don't want to talk about our issues, our road tech issues. All right, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to uh, who's first? We're going to do John in Weathersfield first. What's going on, John? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, um, so I'm ergonomically uh, comfortable. I've been nice. working from home since uh, March. Beautiful. Um, uh, but I do have an, uh, so a comment and a question about um, uh, working from home. So uh, I cut the cable a few years ago, and I've, I found streaming to be really overrated. I mean, I click on something, and I sit there, and I watch it buffering and buffering and buffering. And so I did a speed test. This goes back oh, late last year or early this year, and uh, I was getting 50 to 60 megs uh, megabytes per second. Yep. And I thought, okay, well, that should be fine, but still there's this buffering issue. So now, okay, and, and I'm getting to my question. So now, sure. <laughs> yep. um, uh, I, I've been working from home, and I would save a Word document, and it would take four minutes mm -hmm. to save. Yeah. And so just now I did a speed test. I did two speed tests. I did one on the Xfinity site, and that said six to eight megabytes per second. Six to eight? And I, yes, six That's to not eight. good. Uh, it's dreadful. And I did one on Speed of Me, which I think you guys might have recommended some time ago. Never heard of that. Website. It sounds like a movie, okay. Speed of Me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, that one um, said I have point. Seven megabytes per second. <laughs> well, Xfinity would be the good test. So you obviously have a problem with your internet. However, there's a lot that contributes to your performance, right? So when you're doing a speed test, if you're wireless and you're connecting wirelessly to your to your router, that communication, if it's running over a very old Wi-Fi interface like 802.11G. Yeah, or yeah, A or B. I'm all hardwired. Yeah. Hard okay, hardwired. So that goes out the window. If you're hardwired, you're going to get the best potential performance. So you you're obviously have a problem with your internet. How old is your switch? No, your switch could be a problem, yeah. Are you plugged right into the modem or are you plugged into a, a, a switch or right into the router? What are you plugged into? It's a modem to a router to my, my devices. And, um, I mean, there is, there is some distance. It's probably like 20 or 30 feet between the the router and the devices. That's fine. But, but um, so I guess that answers my question. Maybe I need a new modem or maybe a new router. But I, my question is, are other people experiencing slow Internet because everyone's online all the time now? It's a good question, but it shouldn't impact you. Go ahead, Bob. The other thing when you're doing a speed test is you want to make sure all the other computers are not connected to your network because they could be drawing your speed away from your test. Yeah, but we do want to answer that other question as far as if, just because everybody else is on the network doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be impacted like the like you were in the old days. To me, it sounds like you've got poor Internet service, so your, your cable service is bad. You need to call the... the the provider. The other alternative is to see who else might be able to offer you high-speed internet in your area. GoNetSpeed might be coming to Weathersfield. You should check that out. 
um, to see if they can get you fiber. I promise you, you'll appreciate that. We're coming up against a hard break, John. Is that enough for you? Yeah, that's good. Thank you. You got it, sir. We're going to step out for a quick We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And uh, everything we've talked about has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. Mike G's working feverishly. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs here at Tab, and he helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We have three lines open. I know it's a lovely Saturday morning. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Just curious about how, as you've been at home now, and your company said, hey, you got to work from home. And these big, some of the big companies that are out there, you know, you, they would have whole ergonomics teams if you were uncomfortable in your in your office, they'd come out and adjust your desk. They'd adjust your where your computer was, where it was, where your monitors were, so your neck wasn't killing you. And uh, just curious how you're how you're doing. I mean, a lot of people's arms and wrists and necks are killing them after this three month period of uh, being at home. And just you know, I got a feeling uh, the workman's comp lawyers are getting just going to get warmed up um, on what they're going to be doing. Also, the last caller was talking about, you know, streaming not being what it's worth, and he's got the buffering issues. And it was his Internet, really, that is the problem. Because if your Internet is a solid 50 to 80 megabits, you can run streaming no problem uh, for as long as, you're, as long as your network is set up properly. It's not just something you flip on and plug in a Roku stick and say, I'm streaming. <laughs> no. Uh, you need to make sure you've got a good Wi-Fi uh, connection within your home, and you got to make sure you got. You don't need a lot of bandwidth. Fifty to eighty megabits is plenty. Um, yeah, if you get a smart TV, if it's connecting poorly because you're running on a five G rather than a two point four, because two point four will do better, uh, believe it or not, for for uh, streaming through smart TVs than the five G. Even though five G is faster, it's more of a problem at a distance. So try to run the two point four gigahertz range when you connect your wireless devices when you're in your home for streaming, and they'll work great. Um, so. And, of course, check to see if there's any alternative uh, services in the area. So feel free to get online. Three lines open today, but we're going to get right to our resident. I think it's our resident groupie, Danny, uh, with a question. What's going on, Danny? Good morning. Hey, uh, my wife's got uh, SBC Global email through Yahoo. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, she's going to get a new computer, but how can she save her all the emails on her current? She's got Windows 7 Home Premium. Yep. Does she have to have the new machine to transfer them over? Can she put those on a thumb drive? Does she have to, like, print them out physically on the you know, paper? No, she can export the uh, the emails. So she can go ahead and export them down with, a, with an export out of the uh, SBC Yahoo page. Um, she can wait until she's got her new computer and, and bring, up an app, bring up a mail client. Um, and download the email that way, so it's local by default. There's many ways to do it. Mm-hmm. I would I would tell you to have use the mail client and then set up the account and have it download locally, and that'll solve the issue. Right now, does she need to remember or know what the password is, the original password to do that? Yep, whatever her password is now, she's going to need to know yeah, it. That's the thing we have no idea. You can reset it. You can reset it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then write it down. Maybe download it onto a thumb drive and then just put on the new machine. 
Well, not in a thumb drive. She could literally log in with the new machine using a mail client, uh-huh. and it would be downloaded that way. But you have to log in, and you oh. need your you need your password to do it, right? So if you don't know your password, you got to reset your password. Oh, okay. All hey, right. listen, a guy called in last week about uh, the the Starlink, the satellites, and he was asking about that website that I mentioned the week yeah. before. Yeah. It's findstarlink.com. Yep. And as a matter of fact, I, I, I saw them again last night at 9.37. They went overhead. They just went overhead about 20 minutes ago, too. Yeah, you can't see them overhead, though, if you look outside now, right? No, you not, see, of course not. You don't not see any now. shiny little things in the sky like, uh, But they're very, they're very visible. And Are they? They're very beautiful. He's going to hit, they're very beautiful? Is Pardon? that what you said? Did you say they're very beautiful? Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. It's like a string of pearls going by. I mean, you can see them for five minutes. Nice. Well, they're going to send some more up. Uh, Tuesday. Yep, and he's going to hit a record, right, Bob? We have the article. Yeah, it's uh, SpaceX preps another Starlink mission in pursuit of new launch record. Yep. So, yeah. uh, well, in a couple of weeks, he's going to have as, as many launches as China, and then they're talking about with the uh, with the big rocket, they're going to be able to put up 240 at a time. As many launches as China. So, yikes! They're planning to launch five of its Falcon 9 rockets in the span of about a month, mm-hmm. starting with its historic mission sending NASA astronauts to orbit May 27th, followed by three Starlink launches, with uh, plans to boost the GPS satellite on June 30th. Hmm. So they're doing it at a place they're trying to set a record. They're almost running out of space to store the rockets. They're building them so fast, and same thing with the satellites. Right, and they've got over uh, uh, 500 of those uh, Starlink satellites up there now. Mm-hmm. So when they get it up to 600, they'll have enough to start going with their satellite. They're going to fire up Skynet. Internet. Skynet's going live. <laughs> well, you, you know the, those two rocket, those two satellites they launched last week. That was they were called SkySat. Mm, boy, what could go wrong, Danny? So they, they, they've got autonomous cars. They've got 600 satellites. Hmm. Can you say Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everything's fine. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that, guys. All right, Danny. Thank you. So we'll be here till 11 o'clock, guys. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. So as we wait for your calls on this lovely Saturday morning, uh, another article that I uh, was found interesting. By emptying the offices, coronavirus has hastened the paperless office. Analyst predicts seven football fields per minute printing plunge. So I just thought of the office. You know, that's that, that, that show that they sold paper all the time. And, and in my business, I've been doing this for 30 years. Going paperless has been a promise probably for the past 25 years, being paperless. And we've never never seen it, really. People still print paper all the time. Heck, I'm holding a piece of paper right now talking to you. <laughs> um, I could obviously do it off my screen. But no, I print it out, so I have something in my hand. Um, but I, they I, predict a seven football field per minute plunge. I still think it's easier to read off a piece of paper or a book than it is to read it from a screen. Sure. Yeah, it can be. Because, I mean, your eyes get tired looking at the screen all day. They come up with these e-readers. Some of them are pretty good, but some of them are hard to read. Yeah. So the firm yesterday predicted page volume will fall 13.7% in 2020 from 3.2 trillion pages in 2019 to 2.8 trillion. So don't worry, paper companies. You're still going to have plenty of paper. Uh, the damage, though, will be lasting, according to these guys. Uh, we'll put the link up here for you. But maybe we're going to get more paperless as we're all uh, unable to work in the office. But I would contend here's the problem, right? Here's the issue, guys. So when you're in your office 
and you print something out, especially if it's sensitive, you have what? A shredding company that'll come and shred the uh, documents that might be at risk. When you're at home and you're printing it on your printer right next to your, you know, your office there, where is that shredding going to happen? Are you, are you taking the printing that you're printing out? Because I know you are. We all both know you are. You're all printing out your stuff. Where are you putting it? Are you just chucking it in the garbage? Does your company know that you might have important data you're just printing out and just strewing about your house? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's some issues with working from home that need to be addressed. Um, not to mention even the fact that, you know, if company A, you know, you, you, you're, you walk to get something from the refrigerator, you walk back and maybe you look at HIPAA data and stuff that you shouldn't be looking at because, it, you know, whoever you're working with in the house is, is accessing other data. So there's a lot going on out there that these companies need to be thinking about. Well, right how there. about when people stop and stop and figure out how much it costs to print at home over time? Because right now it hasn't really been long enough to run th- right. too much toner, but you know. Yeah, you're printing on your, <laughs> for your, you're printing out stuff for your, your company that now you're going to have to start paying for supplies. I just bought some new toner. I had to buy two cartridges, but yeah. they're like 150 bucks a piece right now. Yeah, it adds up. So, but there's still a lot less paper happening out there. So made a little dent thanks to COVID. Uh, let's get to your calls. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Roger in Middletown. What's going on, Roger? Yeah, good morning. Morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I have an older XP unit, and I know... XP! <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had uh, reloaded this uh, I had recovery disk, and I reloaded, and um, can't connect to the Internet now, and I didn't know... Um, I hardwire in, you know, with an Ethernet cable, and mm-hmm. when I try and... Um, connect, say, to your site, it says, uh, can't find the website or a, a DNS error. I'm not quite sure if it's oh. the same thing. So I didn't know if it was because, uh, do I need to contact the cable company or the, the internet provider and find out what their routing number is, if that's no. the phrase? Or do I need to flash a BIOS or something? No. No. You need to put in a good DNS value. Right. Or just refresh your DNS by typing in uh, a, a, a line, a syntax of uh, is it IP config slash forward slash renew, right? He can renew and get new IP new IPs. No, that'll re- yeah, that'll renew his IP. But right. if he's communicating on his network, what he wants to do is uh, get it. You have to have a valid DNS. Some right. of the DNS IPs have been you know um, deprecated, retired, deprecated. Yep. So you want to make sure that you're using something that's current. So like Frontier has deprecated all of the old AT&T DNS servers. Mm-hmm. So if you know you been had if you had uh, AT&T and then you know you never changed it, you know you may have had a DNS that you know, is no longer functioning. Right. So to change it you want to go into your IP, your network settings of your of your network card which in XP I have forgotten long how to do it but maybe Bob has a recollection of how to go into the network settings there and well, you, get you want to go into control panel go yeah. into your network settings and and find your NIC right click on it and go into the uh, IP version for settings right and go down to the bottom where the uh, DNS is and uh, just keep pu- put in 8.8.8.8 Right, or you can put in the um, OpenDNS IPs, which is what two hundred eight dot two four two dot two 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 dot. You're supposed to know that one. I'm, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be the one that pulls it out the way I do. But there's OpenDNS IPs you can put in there. So your issue is just you got bad DNS. You know, you know when Bob said the eight dot eight dot eight, I thought I had used that or something similar that yep. I, I might have seen some. Um, was it on the internet before? 
Yeah, 208.67.222.222 and 208.67.220.220. That's open DNS. Yeah, so you should go in the network your network settings and just see if you've got DNS settings in there. And if you do, if you're obtaining them, I I would bet you're more you're actually have them physically set. They're static and they're just deprecated, and you need to put in like Bob said, put in clean IPs, and you're probably working. There's nothing else you have to do, Roger. That's it. All right, so that's okay. I was thinking that that if I already had those in or something of that nature, the eight 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 eight. What else would I be looking at? But if you still can't get out, try to ping things. Try to ping. Um, you, you can ping Google, uh, you know, and see if you get a response. Uh, just try to ping your router. Try to ping dot one nine two dot one six eight dot one dot one. See if that uh, responds. You could have a network problem. That's an old machine, so your network card could be failing. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of issues you could be having besides a deprecated DNS. But we're assuming your hardware is still good, even though it's probably eighty years old. <laughs> so, so the, uh, the the recovery disk, the application disk, doesn't really mean going to refresh anything like that well, no no it'll bring it back to the default. biggest problem i see is you did a recovery and that's all well and fine but you can't get updates right so you're, done. you're going to be so far behind it would have been hundreds oh since the recovery disc yeah you're yeah. factory fresh that's right oh you're even more old the 80 is not even a good year for you we should say it's 100 <laughs> years old now because all the all the fixes are not going to apply for you okay all right roger get out and get a new machine yeah exactly all right thanks appreciate it all right, Roger. Thank you. Take care. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break. Bunch of lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We're here till eleven o'clock. We're live on this lovely Saturday morning, and of course, we're also on Facebook Live. If you follow us over at WTIC uh, on their Facebook Live, we are broadcasting live. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online, and we are broadcasting live over at Facebook uh, via the WTIC stream. If you would put a quick comment in there say hello if you get a question that's great the comments and stuff and the shares especially uh tell mark zuckerberg that we're worthy <laughs> so uh, if you do that for us that'd be great no pressure though it's okay if you don't um there's a question out there from pat jacob zip uh you want to bring it up there bob you can see it better than i can even though i do have my new glasses <laughs> <laughs> well he's having a problem with his desktop it keeps freezing yeah so he has to force it to shut down and it usually will come back a few times when he tried it would beep and it sounded like a truck backing up so yeah. that tells me that there was a, it was emanating a beep code right so a beep code is almost like morse code so you got to listen to how many times it beeps and whether the beeps are long beeps and short beeps mm -hmm. and then kind of write that down like two beeps by followed by a long beep and two more short beeps right, like an like SOS it's a little SOS from your computer so then you have to find out who the manufacturer of your motherboard is and get on the internet and look up beep codes for whatever motherboard right and then it could be it could be telling you, hey, I've got bad RAM, or I've got a bad processor, or there's something going on here. Right. Um, and you, then you have to take action. Then you have to decide whether or not to take action, only because it's so old, it may not be worth it. If it's RAM, it's a pretty easy fix. Yeah. If it's your processor, hopefully your machine's over five years old, and you can just <laughs> justify replacing it. So hope that helps you there, Pat. Let's get to uh, your calls. You're going to go to Adam in Terryville. What's going on, Adam? Adam, you there? Hello. Hey, what can we do for you, sir? I, yeah, I had a question. Uh, my son's computer, um, 
it's got like a really slow hard drive, mechanical hard drive. I think it's like a 5200 or something like that. Yep. So I wanted to get, it's got Windows 10 on it. So, um, you know, I built him his own computer, but I took that hard drive in Windows 10 from a previous computer and plugged it in. Yeah, it works fine. But um, I want to upgrade to an SSD. So can I move that operating system to the SSD? Yeah. Without having to like, I mean, I've heard of ways to do it, but I'm trying to like think of, you know, maybe. Well, you don't want to do it with Ghost. Or you don't want or to clone a it. You don't. No, and I'll tell you why. All right. Because the operating system, when it's loading, detects whether or not you have a conventional hard drive or an SSD. That's true. And then it right. sets it up. SSD has a specific uh, properties that it sets right. for the SSD, so that it doesn't burn out your SSD prematurely. Good point. So right. if you load it originally. Um, with a conventional hard drive, which does a scan disk and it does check disk and it does these things, and you run those on a uh, SSD drive, you'll wear out the SSD drive prematurely. Right. Do you have the uh, right. software, Adam, to reload it? Uh, with the Windows 10? Yeah. Um, I, ha I mean, I have the key, but I don't have, you know, because it came from an OEM computer. Like, you know, Grandma bought the computer for him, and I put it, I took the hard drive and put it on a better computer, and it's just, like, you know, so you slow with the... You might be able to create recovery disks. Have you tried creating a recovery disk of the uh, operating system? No, I haven't tried anything yet. I, I didn't want to like. I wanted to like do my research a little bit before I just kind of went in there. Yeah. I, what I would do the the path I would uh, pursue because you're putting an SSD drive in is I would back up uh, your data, mm -hmm. not the operating system. Just back up your data, and then um, load the operating system fresh. But he doesn't have it. So if you, how is he going to do that without the disks? Can't I mean, I have I have a Windows 10 for my personal computer, but I don't think that wouldn't work, right? It'll work. It'll work. When you go to run the setup, it asks you to put the key in. So if you have the key from the other machine, you can put right. it in. Okay. All right. Unless it's a specific manufacturer, you could find that the manufacturer has done some customizations to the operating system that might cause some trouble, but... Worst case, you put the old drive in, and then you decide you have to buy a new operating system because, you know, Microsoft doesn't have enough money. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, all right. All right, so, but yeah. So I guess Bob's, like, Bob's right. now the same question is, like, now my, my personal computer it already has an SSD. I built it with an SSD from the ground up. Now, if I wanted to change that to, like, an M.2, Ultra M.2, because it has all that set up for it, like, yeah. would that, now how would that work? That could just reload Windows on the new drive, and that's well, it, basically. In that case, you could kind of ghost it because the M.2 will, will have the same functions and features as a solid state. But I would tell you you're not going to really see any improvement, that much improvement, that it wouldn't be worth it, I don't think, to do right, all that. Right, okay. I mean, you've got a perfectly good solid state drive unless it's failing on you. Um, you're not going to notice a difference between the two, I don't think. Right, okay, okay. Are you doing gaming with it, or are you just uh, word processing and stuff? No, my rig is a gaming rig, and basically his is too, and there's almost... You know, there's nothing like on the drive really because he has Steam, so I could just re-download all the games on Steam, and then you know, there's no yeah. like important, there's no pictures or anything like that. It's just a, a 10 year old kid computer. So <laughs> cool, yeah. So you got some ideas there for you. I think you're going to have to do something with software to load it fresh. All right, sir. Right. All right. Well, I'll, I'll try it on that and see how it goes. Let us know, Adam. All right. Thanks a lot. You got it, sir. Bye bye. Bye bye. I want to thank Adam for doing that. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.